What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yo yo. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Bagels podcast. Me and Drake have had to fucking start our intro like three times, so I'm glad this one's working. With your host B Things, co-host Bengals Drake. Drake, what's going on, man? Nothing much, bro. Um, football. I, actually, I was. I thought about. I was. Man, I see. I can't even talk right now. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. We'll keep it going. It's yeah, cool. we might as well keep your beginning in too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. We should. Well, no, but um, I woke up last night. I didn't wake up last night. Oh my lord! I was up last night, and it was probably like four or five a.m. And I'm like, man, I can't sleep. Because I'm just thinking about football so much. And, and next thing you know, I look at the date. We're one day away from preseason football. And we're one month away from week one. Whew. Dude, time is flying the fuck by. I mean, crazy day yesterday. And obviously, the you know, the wind up to the actual game. Um, but I don't – of course, with the stars at least. We're not going to see action. On Friday, of course, we'll see a lot of fun, but we're not going to see it like we saw yesterday, bro. Yeah. What are some of the key things that happened yesterday, man? Like, uh, like we talked to T Higgins wasn't out there, so I feel like there just you know wasn't a lot of action necessarily on the offense side of the ball yesterday. Um, seemed like for both teams, pretty much a a defensive outing, um, but the Bengals defense dominated so i think i think that was that was a big thing yesterday man that defensive line looked really freaking good i mean we we could talk about the secondary but a team that was a top five defense last year and was 29th in sacks watch out (laughs) no doubt bro and i mean after hearing trey had like 50 what would have been fucking sacks (laughs) <laughs> Did David – do you know if David Bakhtiari, was he out there or – you know, I feel like they would stash him on the side, but I'm not sure. You know, I'm not for sure. I did – I mean, their starters were out there. I know that because, you know, obviously Jenkins. But then there's I, – I watched a clip of DJ Reader just tearing up their center, Josh Myers. I was like, this dude. Like, like it was nothing. I'm like, bro, that's why you give that man a contract right now. Because it, it looks like, like, I literally swiped up on DJ's story because he posted on his story. And I'm just like, bro, it's literally, like, wait, the move he did is literally the move he does not Madden. So it's like, bro, <laughs> he, he's freaking, I don't know, bro, his, his strength. Like, I think James Rapine said it, like, out of all guys – to pick on on that defense or want to pick a fight with you pick the strongest guy what an like, idiot exactly dude he bitched up myers with one hand man, exactly exactly like one hand like he did one little like swipe he had like one swipe and he was around him i was like bro mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it, it was wild bro i mean josh myers was almost in a complete anchor too and DJ- he still bitch him up with one hand DJ Reader, 10 sacks, question mark? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, that, that definitely be a pipe dream. <laughs> but shit, I mean, we got note that 
what shit could have, would have shit happened? You know, do you fully wrap the quarterback up and get him down? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. I mean, Trey straight up gets put into a situation where you could realistically see seven sacks. And Man. that is, I mean, I saw probably three of the reps. There's no fucking way that he doesn't get a hold of the quarterback on him. So, the demon, he's insane. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, the defense fucking dominated from what it sounded like. And, and um, bro, it, well, I'll, I'll refrain a bit. Think of this. Weren't you there? No, no, I was not there. I just had oh. I have my guy, shout out Donnie. He does photography for DJ Reader. Um, and, and a, you know, a lot of the other players too. But, yeah, bro, he was out there. He was, you know, he told me right away that there was a fight, and uh, <laughs> you know that that was crazy though. I I I didn't expect there to be fights to be honest, but at the same time, I get it. It's it's similar to the Orlando Brown, Trey Hendrickson thing, right? The first time these guys finally get back and playing against real competition makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I I was happy. With yesterday's practice, honestly, like we said, Hendrickson would have registered seven sacks. That's insane. Um, and then you – sorry if my dog's barking in the background. Um, no, sorry. But anyways, like that – bro, I saw some reps on the offensive line, right? And it was like Orlando Brown, you know what I mean, holding down his own on the left side. Like left side was just completely – Diminish like no, no, nothing was happening on the left side. Wow! And then, then Jonah, Jonah just had this like really good rep against Lucas Van Ness, and I'm like, and people were talking really good about Jonah yesterday, saying that he held his own. He was he was winning a lot of a lot of reps. He was winning a lot over there, and I was thinking, man, like of anyone really to like talk to or even help through this process i feel like orlando brown bro is like the guy right you know a guy that was pro bowler twice at left tackle twice at right tackle and you know kind of had to go through a similar situation where you know he felt like he wanted to be a left tackle but you know still was being put at right tackle sometimes with with the ravens and stuff like that so i think i think it, it this could be something that really works out, bro. If Jonah Williams, you don't, we've talked about it. He doesn't have to be great, right? But if he can really just hold up his end, bro, on that side, I'm telling you, it's going to be like over. Yeah. You know what, bro? That's a little, I know it doesn't carry all the weight in the world, but I think it carries something. I did right. not think about that Orlando got two Pro Bowl nods at each left and right. Because, like I said, I get it. You're a tackle, ultimately. But you're still stepping in other positions to where there's other great guys at those positions once you move over. And you still get the Pro Bowl nod? That's impressive, bro. I did not know that. He got Pro Bowls at those multi-positions. Yeah, bro. Wow. That's definitely. I mean, that's that's going to look better on his resume, especially um, you hope that he can, you know, get some more, get some more Pro Bowls, you know, these next. Next two years, I got a crazy Chiefs fan in my DM still, and he is like convinced that I guess Orlando Brown is going to 
opt out in two years and demand more money. Like that makes any sense. I was yeah. like, like if, a holdout, I guess what he meant, which is funny because he didn't, you know what the term was. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to NBA holdout. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But we'll worry about that when we get there. Exactly. You know, like right now, like he's gonna be this quality guy, and it sounds like he was just like that yesterday. Yeah, bro, I, I read the same thing that Orlando. What? I mean, when was the last time we have heard that for this fucking offensive line? Like, yeah. I I saw a tweet that said, I think it was of Olivia Ray. Shout out to her. I really like her coverage on the team, and I know she's a new one uh, okay. this season, but. She said something like, you know, O-line observations, go down to each guy, giving Jonas some praise. He was impressive. Cordell was looking really fucking good. That is huge. Like, really? I think this Cordell ascension is real. It's as real as it can be in the preseason. But with Orlando, she made the comment of, Orlando, you know exactly what it was. Exactly. Like, what an assuring fucking thing, dude. Just an eraser. Yeah. Like, we that- never got – we haven't – fucking heard that in seven eight years bro you know that was i saw that tweet bro and shout out to olivia she does have great great content bro um i was just like wow you know when i saw the orlando brown thing i was like yes it's like Mm -hmm. that's what we need and i i think man i think joe mixon is just gonna love running behind this line i just have i i saw saw a play yesterday and he just like popped outside you know it was just like one of these like prime joe mixon runs like he just you know burst out like 20 <laughs> 20 yards type stuff mm. so i was can't wait like, man it, like you could see you could see mike brown in the background on his um <laughs> on his little cart. cart i'm just like oh my god i know he's cheesing when he just saw that run because it was it was a they it was a leading block by um I think I think Orlando Brown. Yeah, I think it was Orlando Brown and Cordell Wilson that like helped lead the the run. So I was like, man, I think this this offensive line, we're gonna be able to get a run game going this year, bro. Dude, I, I can't wait, man. Like that left side, like I mean, even all four spots except Jonah, because he's just it's hard when you're that small, period. The liability will always reside there, that he is small, and it's hard, you know, and he's not that fast. So I, he's fine in run blocking. He's just not really good. Uh, but those four guys, dude, I mean, Alex Kappa, phenomenal run blocker. Ted Karras, awesome in the run game. And Cordell, of course, is great in the run game. And now Orlando, that's his staple, too. Um, so yeah, bro. I mean, it's going to be so fun. Like I- I've about mixing this year and, um, he looks, he does not, I can't say how far he is away from, a a massive decline because you can't just expect a running back to go forever. We talked about this at nauseum in the off season, but for now, this is no decline season for mixing like nothing, bro. He looks great. I mean, he looks awesome. He's dropped five pounds, what I've learned, hmm. which is even better when you think about a dude that has struggled with explosions getting older. You should probably drop just a few. You know, of course, keep your big size, your big frame like you have been for AFC North football, but drop that few extra pounds, dude. And now that I, I think I see it, 
like maybe that's just me because like I'm really like you know I'm, I'm into that stuff a lot like you know pound usage and whatever and he just looks good man he looks really you good you don't even know after I saw that picture yesterday it was um Joe Mixon 6'1 220 and then standing next to Corey or Corey um Dylan AJ Dylan AJ Dylan and he's 6'3 250 I'm like what the hell bro like like I could you imagine that guy playing AFC North football AJ Dylan he'd be fucking perfect bro he'd be like He'd be an all-timer. You get him five, six seasons in the AFC North team, he would be an all-time AFC North running back, no doubt. That guy, bro, he is crazy. And, he, you know, he's he's dealing with the, the Aaron Jones stuff respectfully. So it's just like they got a great back there. But, man, A.J. Dillon is one crazy. No doubt, man, no doubt. And, yeah, so, you know, the offense, like we said at the beginning of the show, it was limited. Yeah. What I describe this Packers team to be coming in, this is a solid Packers team. Because I'm not an expert on them, obviously I'm not going to try to step in, you know, and talk about something I really don't know about. I don't know how good they're going to be. But I'm observing all their units. Their offensive line's good. Like, I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's, like, top 10. This is a solid unit. They got three solid guys. Um, Elkin, Elkin, whatever the fuck his name is, the dude got got his ass beat yesterday. Um <laughs> Jenkins, he's solid. He's okay. David right. Bakhtiari is obviously an all-fucking, all-world talent at left tackle. Incredible. But he struggled to stay on the field. Um, Zach Tom's a really good young player. I think he moved to right tackle. Um, and then um, uh, what's his name? The Myers dude. Will Myers, something like that. Uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Myers. Josh Myers. Josh Myers. Okay. Solid. So that's a solid unit. Defensive line of ours ate him the fuck up. Took their lunch. Biggest question mark. Don't know what he's going to be. Those yeah. skill players are solid. Like a ton of upside. The defense is solid. Defense is solid. Linebacker so, uh, solid. So that's a good team we played against. I so- agree. I agree. I think it. I think it gets overlooked, right? Because you you don't see Aaron Rodgers there anymore. It's Jordan Love leading the way. But they got a great coach in Matt Lafleur. So I, I really. I, I've always liked that team, right? I think Green Bay, you know, is just one of those teams that, you know, will always be good even if, you know, they're not in a good time. You know, they'll probably pull out like, I don't know, nine and nine and eight or, you know what I mean, something like that if if it's a bad season. So, yeah, man, the Packers, Packers have always – had a, a pretty a pretty good defense, you know. Same same with their offensive line, you know, their offensive line too. Because, yep. but man, la- yesterday, bro, I, I I liked I liked a lot of the a lot of things that were going on. Obviously, you didn't you didn't hear much about Jamar Chase. Um, you didn't hear much about these these skill position guys. I feel like, especially in that offense. But I feel like there was also a lot of a lot of time yesterday where I think uh, media wasn't allowed to record. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm not if I'm not wrong, I think I think that yeah. you know, there was only like specific times they could you know record stuff. I think I'm not for sure, but yeah. no, no, that that's exactly right. They they weren't allowed to a lot, uh, so we were really dependent on fans. Um, shout out some of the great dudes inside of Twitter Spaces. Yeah. Um, they were, you know, there and 
Um, those guys, those guys are legendary. Shout out to Burner. Shout out to all those guys that really just hold down the coverage at training camp. And I want to ask you something, man, while we're still talking about this defensive line and defense, how did you feel when you heard about Hendrickson, Osai, Murphy, and Hubbard? Bro, I, were you in the spaces? I think I got in there a little late, but I, okay, I got you. When that happened, almost every mic came on. It, it's what we've been looking for, bro, because we've talked about what this NASCAR package can look like yeah. when you just have these dudes. When it's that third and eight, when it's that third and nine plus, that's who the fuck's going to be out there. And I really, really, really fucking wish I would have learned who played inside at the three. And who played on the far outside? I, I know, I know. Cause exactly. Like, who was it? Because you would assume it's the guys that maybe aren't as fast coming off the edge. You know, so, like, obviously you can't put Trey inside. The only time you would ever put Trey inside was if you would – unless if he, he's completely gassed. You know what I mean? Because, like, it requires more. You know, you got to get more bursts coming off the very edge. So, maybe like – uh, honestly, maybe Hubbard, but the only reason why it's so tricky is because I could see a situation where the Bengals are like, well, you know, let's see Miles Murphy there, right? Just because, like, his speed and everything, he might be able to blow past guys. One thing that was crazy, bro, I was I was, I was, was looking at some Michael Parsons shit last night. Bro, I did not I, – I realized Michael Parsons came in technically as a linebacker, right? I yeah. did not. No, this dude is such an animal coming off the edge at 6'3", 250 pounds. Like, I mean, that that's kind of small for a defensive end. I mean, it's not it's too small, but, like, when you look at, like, a Miles Murphy, right, he's, like, 6'5", 275, and he runs a crazy 40. So, like, I feel like, bro, I really, like, I just I, – I saw some good stuff out of Miles Murphy yesterday, too. I just – I really hope, bro, that he can if he can put together some moves, bro, he's gonna be one of those dominant pass rushing forces in the league, bro. I'm telling you. Miles I, I really think he make- will, bro. Like I'm um, it's so exciting to think about and like but you know, to to go back with the package itself, I think you're right. Obviously Sam is the clear cut three tech inside. And Miles will too. Miles will work inside because of how strong he is, because but his repertoire. But wait know. a second, I just thought about this. So they would have to have. I feel, but that I feel like they would have Osai on the edge, bro, wouldn't they? And yeah. then Hubbard and uh, they would have two guys inside. Say, so if Hubbard and probably Murphy, maybe I assume yeah, right? that's that's exactly right. Yes, yeah, so it would be Trey outside on the left, then Miles alongside of him, then to the right. You know, of the ball from you know the offensive side is Sam outside Zosai. That's nasty. So nasty, bro. And listen, they fucking wrecked shit on the goal line two times when it happened. Each time that I knew that they went in that four man NASCAR front with those four dudes, they fucking wrecked shit against a good offensive line. And we'll add this again, guys. Most of you guys get it because you remember from the you know episodes before leading up to this joint practice. And I'm really glad to say, like, this was affirmed by Sam Hubbard, as we all knew, but affirmed by him. 
this is when these fucking stars go the hardest, okay? You don't see them in preseason. And like yeah. I said, for me personally, because I've been clamoring on this, like Sam said the exact same thing pretty much a verbatim from what I've observed and predicted to what happened. He said after the practice, he was like, yeah, dude, like it, it actually shocked me, you know, uh, with how long I went today because um, he says – what, I get four to eight, maybe 12 snaps in preseason? He's like, you just don't really get that juice going. And he's yeah. like, I love joint practices for that reason because this is the hardest that we go season. It, yeah, it makes sense. I That's probably in retro perspective. Obviously, you, you heard a lot about DJ Turner yesterday, right? I feel like mm-hmm. partially that is, you know, Cheeto not being out there. But yep. – I think I think a guy like Charlie Jones, Andre Yosivash, like a lot of people are like, well, we didn't hear hear much out of them. But I, I think that was that was the reason, right? Is because they 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 really needed to um, see kind of their starters out there. I mean, we didn't hear much in the offense, right? I think it was offense didn't turn the ball over, but they couldn't really move the ball, and I think that. That all that all comes to play with, you know, the Bengals. I, in, in my opinion, you want me to be honest? I don't think they really yeah. cared yesterday. I think, I think they were looking at that offensive line, bro. I think they're trying to get that offensive line to work together and really just establish it. And that was that seemed to be a main focus yesterday. And maybe it was. Maybe maybe Matt Lafleur and Zach Taylor came and were like, hey. Let, let's focus on the trenches tomorrow you know Let, let's mm-hmm. see let's see we, you know we got these guys and we saw we saw some you know good plays out of you know jordan love made a made a nice play on dj turner you know to Ro- romeo dobbs but i think i think that was the only bad play dj turner had all practice he was he was playing great with the first and second strings i heard a guy from guy from pff um said that if he had to grade <laughs> Turner's day yesterday, he would have gave him a ninety-eight point zero. So I was like, "Wow, I guess so dope." That's- yeah, no, that that's right though. That was Steve Palazzolo and um Sam Monson said the same thing, and he was saying how Sam Monson had the tweet that DJ Reader is actually unstoppable. Yeah, like, yes. I mean, in in the best part was he kept about him in the pass rush game. DJ Reader, his main point focal point of his game is not pass rush success like am i saying obviously dj's not bad but he's fucking 360 pounds you don't expect a 360 pound nose tackle to be dominant in the fucking pass game we know exactly what the fuck he was in the run game nothing nothing weaned off of that yesterday he was dominant but you're wrecking dudes in the pass rush game too and um but yeah bro to, to go to this point as well i think you're exactly right now i would say i don't know how much um Zach and Matt, you know, the coaches and for futures on would um, conversate on what they want to try, how they want it to go because they want to look at these positions for each other. But, you know, they are congregating and working through, hey, you know, what are some of the most important things you want to see tomorrow? Oh, I want line looks. I really want to see how much how our pass rush can do against your guys quality O line with our four guys, one, two, three, four out there, you know, miles, all those dudes. And then, yeah, bro, of course, the big one for the Packers was, what is Jordan Love going to do? So you're absolutely right, bro, with, like, these coaches, 
they have that mindset of, hey, we are uber secure here and we're not going to be devastated if we have some lackluster production at for them, for the Packers to be like the O-line. They're super secure with their O-line. Like, eh, they're pretty secure. You know, um, they're and I, secure with their secondary. Yeah. You know? I, I get I, I get Jamar, you know, a guy like Jamar not going too too hard yesterday. I feel yeah. like a receiver receiver's totally different in my opinion. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a really valuable valuable it's fun. I feel like I feel like that's yeah. how you take it. Yeah, it's like look, bro, you wanna you want to go up against Jair Alexander, but you're not losing sleep because like when it's just one on one you know, we, we all get it. It's like, what? I mean, okay, like, it's it's practice. Like, what do I, Jamar Chase, have to prove? Jair Alexander, what does I, Jair Alexander, have to prove? Like, exactly. yes, you want to go hard and you're competitive, but, yeah, bro, it just keeps driving the point home. Like, the coaches, they're not predicating the day off how much success Jamar Chase had. It's okay. Like, he's good. <laughs> like, the offensive line, of course, you want to see more. Um, and you saw that, bro. You saw the offensive line do well. And the main holdup was what the fuck we expected. You have Jamar Chase, and then you got some guys, you know, uh, TB was fine from what I heard, but look at the fuck who's throwing the football. Like, yeah. and, and you know what, bro? I'm sorry to keep going on, but I cannot believe we have gone 26 minutes into this podcast and have not mentioned Joe Burrow one time. <laughs> that is crazy. That's honestly, that goes to show we're not, we're not one of those media-driven, let's, let's, Get the Joe Burrow news out. Would Joe Burrow play by week eight, Drake? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, that that's and what was crazy. What I wanted to make a joke about uh, T Higgins is like, like um, I feel like the reason why he wasn't out there, and clearly this is a joke, but you know the Bengals, the Bengals wanted wanted to be, you know, almost not cautious, but. They wanted to kind of rub in the Packers' face like, hey, you guys didn't draft this guy. You don't get the luxury of playing <laughs> against him, okay? You don't have that luxury. No yep. luck to play up against the guy. You passed up on. This is our guy, so. <laughs> that's funny. It, it, that, yeah, it's way funnier when you think about how that went. You're exactly right. The Packers picked 32nd, didn't they? <sighs> Hi, bro. I think they might have picked a little earlier than that. Yeah, true. They they may. You know what? Nineteen. Tom wasn't there yet. Uh, they were still really good. I, yeah, I, I don't know, but they were definitely up there. But no, nah, that's funny. A full circle moment of like, nah, you know, because you missed out on them. That's definitely a good one. But um, nah, bro. I mean, I want to see yesterday. Of course, we wanted to see what, you know, these back-end receivers would look like. And we didn't get to see it. Of course, like we said, yeah. well, we're just simply deficient at quarterback right now. Um, so it is what it is. The jury is not, you know, making the final call on what the back-end room of these receivers' productions look like before the first preseason game. That's what preseason's for. And you're going to be playing against the second-string, third-string guys, because think about it. The the second-string quarterback playing first team. Third-string playing second team. It's just levels, you know, and we all know that. So it is what it is. Jermaine Pratt, 
the linebackers um, with Logan Wilson out, I think, you know, just usage thing, uh, balled the fuck out. Uh, he brawled the fuck out. <laughs> um, so he had a he had a lot of shit going on yesterday. Um, I mean, the Elkin Jenkins, whatever the fuck his name is. I mean, two fights, bro? Come on. I mean, you know GP, though, bro. He was probably talking so much shit. And, then, <laughs> and you know, you're getting dominated by – DJ Reader, man. I mean, that, that's that's on a hot day in Cincinnati when you hear the Bengals fans in the background. So it's definitely probably probably frustrating, right? And uh-huh. you know, Elton Jenkins apparently you know got into got into two fights yesterday. One with Jermaine Pratt and and one with DJ Reader, where you know fist was flown and made contact and, and hit DJ. And as DJ said, you know, these guys, man, they don't, they don't want to finish practice. You know? Yep. And yep. J-A-G. Just a guy. That just was a funny. guy. Jag. That was, <laughs> bro, that was funny. Wow. You a Jag, bro. That's kind of funny. I, I like that <laughs> shit. I may have to start calling people some Jags. But, um, yeah, bro. I mean, overall, we saw a lot of what we wanted to see and it, it actually makes you think even more. I love what I saw because like we were talking about and just breaking down what we didn't see for like 90%, we are going to get super in-depth analysis in the first game. Like, like the backup receivers, like the other corners, we're all going to see that in depth. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's why I think the, the offensive line and defensive line was featured heavy because they're so deep at like their defensive line, especially that, you know, guys like Cam Sample and um, Gunter, you know, all these guys, they'll wind up getting their reps, right? You know, a lot of the back end roster guys you'll see, I think on those, on the trenches, you know, you're going to see a Denigy out there, Cody Ford, you know, guys like that in the preseason. So, you know, got you got to see what you're, what what you're working with. You know, you don't you don't want to risk anything with Osai, right? You don't want to yep. you know, risk anything with you know any of those guys on the defensive line. You want to come in fresh. Um, I think that's going to be their thing. I think that's why they wanted to see what they wanted to see yesterday extensively, because, like we said, they're you're you're not going to see that in the preseason. You're going to see the other guys, the Charlie Joneses, the the Chase Browns, the DJ Turner who's still making noise even in joint practice. Um, you know, him, you know, you still gotta keep guys fresh, but um yeah, bro, it's it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, I'm interested to see uh who the who the uh, linebacker star is gonna be for the preseason. Yeah, no doubt bro. Uh Joe, Joe Bocci question mark. Yeah. Joe Hibashi confirmed. Um, I guess I should say metaphorically, not not I'm not for sure. I'm not announcing anything, guys. But yeah, I mean Joe Joe Hibachi. Um fucking let's talk, what's up? Let's talk about the safeties when you're done. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. I was just I was just gonna say, like, um, you're obviously gonna see some ADG, Marcus Bailey, Hibachi, uh, Johnston, Keandre Jones, the same unit that we've seen. You know, uh, maybe another dude. Oh, uh, there's a dude from Duke uh, that I heard has been butt cheeks um, <laughs> in camp. So we'll probably see that guy, you know, come the fourth quarter and uh, shit like that. But, <laughs> yeah, bro, that that should be, you know, the roster 
for preseason. Mike Hilton. I forgot, bro. Mike Hilton bought out yesterday. The boy yes, Mike dude. Hilton. I can't believe we forgot him. Yeah, Mike Hilton, bro. He I think he he um he he had, he might have had like two pick sixes. <laughs> His game it's so interesting because like we we know the downsides of his game. Right. And I think for me personally, I certainly have sparked up a lot of conversations to truly not like degrade his value at all. But I feel like I've maybe focused a bit too much on his coverage ability and kind of formed um, a negative connotation with his play. He is the best slot corner in football. So I know I talk a lot about how his agility is not – he's just not that fast. So it, he's not the best. He's just not a great coverage guy because of that. But when you talk about every fucking tool, everything you need to be an elite player at your position, like tools-wise, he has it. But then tools has to coincide with athletic ability, and you want that to be elite ability to truly be a great. He doesn't have that athletic ability. Obviously, we talked at nauseum. But to give kudos to his tools in his repertoire, bro, it showed exponentially yesterday. You see the next level IQ shit from a Mike Hilton. Yeah. I mean, what he did the same shit again, what he did to Ryan Tanhill, they said, picked the ball off. He would have walked into the end zone for some long if he would have been able to beat the guys. You know, that's the question. <laughs> Can you run fast enough? But that's it, man. He played like a fucking master yesterday. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested. You know, we've talked this this off season about possibly DJ Turner being in that slot role. You know, for coverage guys that you know maybe Mike Hilton, you know, can't cover. So like I MVS. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting, bro. That like, you know, DJ is getting the outside work. I think it's I think it's a mix of like you know Cheeto being out. You know, they want to see him on the outside, see what he can do. But I I don't think they're going to be opposed at any point in this season to throw him in the slot. Maybe they see that out, too, in the preseason, see how he looks in the slot, because that's going to be something that's interesting, bro. His speed in the slot could be really, really lethal as a slot. Yeah, so, you, I mean, you you take out that. That receiver, like, like, where are you gonna win? Right, like, where would a receiver win? Like, Cheeto, no. yeah, uh, TBD. You know, we don't expect there to be major regression, but not gonna win there. CTB, good fucking luck. Yeah, and like, I all- don't want to line up against him at all. And, and then they- the defensive line, and then you got the defensive line coming in, and that's gonna be a big thing for the <laughs> secondary, right? I feel like the the last few years you've had the you know the elite safety ability, and obviously Dax is gonna come in to his own and he's he's gonna be phenomenal in my opinion Mm -hmm. but man when you when you mix it and you you change it it's like okay the Bengals Bengals now instead of the the safeties they got the they got the defensive line so if the D line gets after it they shouldn't have to to worry too much you know what I mean that that's gonna that's gonna help them a lot and then when you got Dax and Nick really meshing together you know, after, you know, half the season or a few weeks in, whatever, that defense, bro, I, I think the way they came out yesterday, I tweeted it. I was like, these guys are good as advertised, and 
expect them to be a top five defense again. I mean, uh, people think that they just out of nowhere just got like so much worse on defense. That's like such a casual take from the NFL because mm-hmm. we watched Jeffy Bates and Bon Bell. They think that like, I guess those guys were like the makeup of our defense. I'm not for sure. So <laughs> exactly, bro. And, and of course they weren't when they're here. Right. I- we're just good safeties, you know, so it's interesting how that works. And, um, yeah, bro, I mean, obviously we've talked about that stuff, you know, at nauseum, like, you know, what is it going to be for the national media to learn? And they will simply see, you know, because you're exactly right, bro. How do you supplement or not supplement? Cause you don't need to, su- you don't need to fucking help this secondary. Like yeah. they can help themselves. Like they're good enough. They're not liabilities out there whatsoever, but what is the best way? to propel a secondary to being great, getting pressure. Yep. Look at our front fucking seven. Like, defensive line, linebackers, they are insane. We have arguably a top three, maybe even the best linebacker tandem in fucking football. And our fucking rush, pass rush packages can become lethal, bro. And it's absolutely going to help a ton when these secondary unit, uh, when the secondary unit does not need a ton of help. And once once the safeties catch on, you know, oh. people people are going to be surprised, and and I think it's just ignorance. You know, it, you know what's going to happen. You know, not to indulge on it, but they're going to be like, you know, how are just the Bengals so good? You know, I, I just don't get it. Like, where this defense come from? And it's going to be like, dude, like you've just been living. You truly been living under a rock. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. I agree with you. That's that's exactly how it's going to turn out. I mean, people are going to just be surprised and, and it's surprising. You have, like I pointed out in this episode, you, you had a top five defense and you were 29th in sacks, bro. If you, you're telling me your secondary was that good and mm-hmm. you getting, I mean, Trey Hendrickson, I, I believe had the most pressures, um, I think he had more pressures. I forget who he had more pressures than last year. It, it was Hassan. Him and Hassan Reddick were up top, and he had more than the Bo, uh, Bosa brothers. Uh, okay, so that's what it was. So, yeah, I mean, we, we were getting pressure, but in terms of getting to the quarterback and stuff, I think that's going to be totally changed this year. And it, it's interesting because you got guys like Osai and Murphy who, when you think about it, okay, so if – Hendrickson puts up like 15 sacks and then you got, you know, Osai and Murphy putting up like five plus sacks and then you got Hubbard doing the same thing. It's like, bro, that's just, that's lethal, bro. Yup. I mean, bro, you can get like, realistically, I think, of course, assuming 17 games, you know, which is kind of hard with a group of four, but Assuming a 17-game season for these four guys, 32.5 sacks sounds like a good number. Seriously. Like, I really think they can wreck that much, dude. Oh, that is great from edge rushers. Bro, 100%. I forget the stat I had, like, a few years ago. It was, like, the Bengals' sacks this year versus last year. I think it was, like, 30-something sacks, and then we had, like, 17 sacks the year before. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah exactly bro and yeah it, it's obviously taking leaps and bounds and ups and downs for sure uh but another dude you know that's obviously had the spotlight ao um here's low-key the biggest thing 
we have dissected more than anybody on this podcast of what AO's strengths are and what his uh, things to develop are. We have talked of what Troy Walters has to say about him, what the coaching staff has said about him, that the raw, the quote-unquote raw disadvantages that is going to hold him back from being a legit guy for 12, 24, maybe 36 months, not the case like people thought. He is not as raw. But the biggest thing is what is the special team's value going to be for AO? Dude, he was getting a lot of work yesterday. And yep. he looks good, dude. That, yes, he looks good on special teams, bro. I mean, he he fits the bill completely. You know, he has the mentality because, look, in, in, um, an easy thing to dismiss with special teams – it's easy to kind of talk about. It's it's um, harder to really dissect for an NFL player. Nobody wants to reside as their NFL career being a special teamer. I'm not saying that's where AO is going to live in his career, but it's very hard, you know, because it's a specialty. But they call it a specialty. It's really the, the side quest. Um, so it's a big mental shift for players to accept that this is what my role has to be to bring value to at least build my foundation to potentially gaining more value on offense, defense, whatever that is his position. He's wholeheartedly ready to take it as we've appreciated Stan so much. And this is not me trying to boot Stan out the door, but he embodied that role. And now his role has been exemplified for years on this team as being the guy on special teams, but AO has more ability. He's faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have the mentality because it's kind of what I was just preaching about there. He can, though, and he looks good, dude. He was talking shit yesterday. Yep. I love that, bro, because he's showing everything you fucking want. And we've talked about it. I think they're molding him. They're saying, because, look, if you are the receiver six, you have to play special teams, and you have to be good. I am Darren Simmons. I'm the best fucking special teams coach in football. I have transitioned multiple special teams guys over the past couple years, and I'm pissed. Think about it. I mean, he's lost so many fucking key special teamers. You know, the last thing he wants to do is to have an unproven commodity that he doesn't feel good about and losing his most proven on and, you know, transition. I don't know, man. That may not have to be the case because A.O. looks good over there. And, yeah, that's something to, to keep an eye out on for, you know, in preseason tomorrow. Look out for that. I think that's going to be an interesting one. You're obviously going to see probably split reps between him and Morgan. But I think, well, I mean, they already know what they got with Morgan pretty much. But they, they're gonna, they're gonna see what they got with Andre, bro. That's that's he was definitely talking his shit yesterday, and you love to see it, bro. I mean, I think, I think this guy coming out, he's just like I don't know. He's He's quietly confident, and he's confident for a good reason. People don't really see it, you know what I mean, because he came from Princeton. But when you really think about it, it's like he came from Princeton. He's 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 got all these crazy athletic traits to him. All he's got to do is put it together, you know, and a smart guy like him, it shouldn't shouldn't be that that bad, you know, of a process. He, you know, hopefully the transition can – can be smooth. I think after 
Bro, after a full year and a full off season, he he could definitely. I think that's what the Bengals see too, right? When they we draft him, they know it's gonna be a little bit of development. But I think, bro, once they once they really get him going, he should be a really good commodity to this team. No doubt, bro. And we were all super excited for it. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be really interesting. So, trying to think through. Um, you know, I think one of the last big things we'll touch on that we'll head out here in the coming minutes is, of course, Joe Burrow being back out there yesterday was big. Um, it was unexpected to me. I'm sure a lot of people probably thought that that could happen. The leg sleeve was on. Um, and it's it's funny at this point that it's clear that it's not just Jamar that is kind of joking around with the media when it comes to Joe's progression through this. It's everybody. Zach Taylor, he's given the same, now funny at this point, response in regards to Joe's progress coming out of this. Two weeks ago, he said, it's several, it's several weeks from when I said it's several weeks. Last week, he said, word for word, it's several weeks from when I said it's several weeks. <laughs> Yesterday, same thing, it's several weeks from when I said several weeks. So it, it's just funny, bro. The media gets it at this point, okay. You're not going to give us updates. Exactly. Because it's what the fuck we've talked about this entire time. It's a fucking grade one cap string. He's a star of our team. We're not going to rush him back to his fucking preseason. And you guys can stop asking about it. He's going to be available week one. We're not, we're not going to tell you because we don't need to tell you. Dr. Things with a, with a calf strain, right? And by week one, he'll be one month and two weeks removed. Do you think he'll be completely fine? No shot. A grade one calf strain takes approximately six months to recover from. Yes. Like, exactly, bro. Six weeks. Like, listen, this dude, and and we're not saying that there's going to be anything involved here. So this is the main point of the conversation. Not only is he going to be completely healed, when it came time to play a game, I get it, it was a Super Bowl. Maybe this just isn't a great example, but I'm going to follow with it anyways. The dude suffered an MCL sprain, a grade two. Like, it was – Surgery wasn't required, but it was not a question coming out of the Super Bowl. He did not miss a snap. I get it. It's a Super Bowl. I said, maybe not best example. This applies, though. When it comes time to play the game, and if he's fine, he's going to fucking play. I get it. It's week one. But here's the biggest thing, bro. I got to keep making it clear to people because it's Joe Burrow. It's the beginning of the season. The hype's here. And then his hype. So the hype of Joe Burrow and the hype of the season is just forms a conglomerate of anxiety with people. Let me assure you with this. Has Joe Burrow's injury changed? No. What is it again? Grade one calf strain. That's the shit that you play in a fucking basketball game and you get back on the fucking court after resting that shit for five minutes, okay? <laughs> so, like, it hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people keep, like, oh, my gosh, the quest of Joe Burrow's calf strain. Like, dude, it's a fucking tweaked calf like it's okay like he structured no no structural damage to the calf beyond the muscle was strained a grade two calf strain is where the fibers are broken down somewhat to where it is a slight tear a grade three is where there's complete structural tear and uh complete structural damage i should say uh and that's where legit concerns happen longevity maybe miss you know extensive time none of that okay why does Joe need to practice in preseason? People say Joe needs to play in preseason. No, the fuck he doesn't. You know who needs to play? 
Well, I, I don't. I'm not even suggesting needs to play here. You know who needs to make sure they gain continuity though? The offensive line. Yeah. Okay? Like it's a fundamental thing with an offensive line on how a quarterback processes and navigates through them. Okay. Like an offensive line, it, it's not a super high variance thing. You know what I mean? Like, because if it's a super high variance thing, then you already have a problem with your offensive line. Like, what's the fundamental thing you need to make sure of with your offensive line? Don't kill me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's starting to make sense now. Like, Joe does not need time in preseason. He knows the offense. He is the offense. Why does he need to be out there? Exactly. So that's it, guys. Like, and, and people just don't understand that. So they're forming these narratives. And – it's you cool. Know. I mean, it's cool. I, the way Joe Burrow walked out yesterday, he looked like he was on demon time. So, hey, I'm cool with it. Let let it let, let it make the uh, the season uh, beginning episode look better because apparently that show that show's coming out soon, man, on YouTube. That's gonna be it's gonna be lit. Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, bro. Uh, do you know a date for that? How they came they, out? That, they, not release the day i think they're just bro i think they're just gonna pop out and like surprise everyone that Strong. sounds about bangles to me <laughs> so, like here it is like you know no ex you know no uh preview on the date or whatever but yeah bro um sounds dope i think that's oh, about everything oh no it's not we gotta hit on this real quick oh okay i bro looking at that video i am convinced and i've been talking about this since we sucked and I think a lot of guys that are good with editing and stuff have been able to put it together. But I've been talking about it for years, bro. I want a reinvented throwback uniform. Oh, my. I can't believe we almost missed that. Damn. Yes. Keep going, though. Sorry. Man. But, like, in that video, bro, I get it. Like, obviously, uh, you know, we're going to be wearing the, the white helmets with the primary <laughs> primary whites we're not gonna have the color rush jerseys this season oh my gosh bro so that that's gonna be heat but i that video bro i don't know if they were just trying to show the uniforms over the years or what but like dude they have to buy you are dude i i'm sorry i can't even hold it in here because you're so right and i'm so glad that you recognized it Dude, I this is my complete unequivocal prediction. Of course, that's the important thing here, guys. I'm not announcing anything. Me and Drake aren't announcing anything. We don't know anything. It fucking has to be the alternates, bro. It has to. It has to be the 90s unis. You do not show the fucking 90s throwbacks more than any other jersey clearly in the video for just no reason at all. It, like, was, a tease. it was literally a tease, bro. Such a tease, bro. And I'm like, bro, like I know I know a lot of people on Twitter, like they really want the leaping tiger back, but that fuck it, them uniforms, bro. Them boomer size uniforms. We I think we saw it when we went inside Cooks. Bro, Dude. them freaking uniforms, bro, would be so heat. Yes, dude. Well, listen, here here's what I'll say. Of course it's TBD exactly how they're gonna look because that's the premise of adding new uniforms is with the times modernized simple is more powerful blah 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 i think you're gonna have a mold of the late 80s type like the boomer 
merged with the 90s. They have to add that fucking Leaping Tiger back. We talked about it last year, bro. When they added the White Tiger, why was it the White Tiger, Drake? Why wasn't it the White Bengal? Why wasn't it the White V? Like, you chose to add the Leaping Tiger last year. You teased it. I spoke with the director. I fucking forget his name. I spoke with the director a bit on Twitter, and he definitely teased that this was not something that was never going to happen, but not now. So that's what I took from the conversation last year. And think about it. You take away the white color rush jersey, which is kind of cool to think about, like, the the lifetime of the color rush. You you have it. It was so popular. You You kill it off. Then you resurrect it just to kill it off again. For what, though? And we think that's exactly what it is. It's going to be this throwback jersey. They, they're they going to um, pro- – they're probably in the process of it now because I don't know every ins and outs, but we – a lot of us get it. We've got the sense that this fucking regulation shit is like – it's really annoying with the NFL. Like it's so uptight, and it's one step at a time. So I think that's why they were only able to make one significant decision with the alternates this year. Because a lot of people would think, well, why didn't they just add them this year? Guys, it takes years to get this shit in place. So the only decision that they were able to make this year was, hey, we already have one alternate. That's the orange jersey. People forget that. That is our one alternate jersey. You are allowed to have three alternate games a year. So people are like, why are there only two white Tiger games? Well, because you have one orange. Okay? So two white, two uh, whiteouts, one orange. Uh, we need it, bro. We need a petition to wear that orange jersey more. That shit is cold. I, I know, man. It is like it. I, I yeah. I don't know, bro. I mean, I wonder if I wonder if we're wearing the um, the the orange jerseys, black pants for that game. Mm, yeah, probably. I mean, bro, wouldn't it just be so fucking easy if the NFL would simply just raise the number instead of three to five? Like, would it kill you? Like, bro, even if they just, bro, I'm telling you, if they they just raised it, bro. I get it. Maybe it's because NFL tradi- tradition, bro. If they raised that shit, teams would drip out so hard that it would make the NFL look harder. Exactly, bro. Like, I, I would challenge them. Now, of course, like you said, it, it goes up to the main beast of all of this, the traditionalism of the NFL. And we have the utmost respect and adoration towards that. But what the fuck is wrong with evolving? Like evolving doesn't have to mean stripping yourself of what you believe is, you know, um, admirable about the NFL. Like there's no problem with adding different uniforms, bro. Like that shit is fire. Like, so yeah, dude, I mean that, that's the thing with the unis right now. And like we said, it it makes zero sense to not consider adding this legendary fucking throwback. I mean, you ask the NFL world, like, what that Leaping Tiger was, everybody. It was badass. It was awesome. It was sick as fuck. Like, why not add it? And I think they're catching on. Like, oh my gosh, bro. I think next year, dude, we're we're telling you guys now. Next year, there has to be some crazy alternate jersey that's coming into the mix. Man, I I 100% agree, bro. I think we're. <sighs> I, I just had a crazy idea, crazy yeah. idea. So, yeah. we win the bowl this year, right? 
Yeah. Our first game next year, you wear the new alternate unis. I mean, why not? You know, and then here would be a dope thing. I've noticed they, a lot of teams do this in the past. I don't know how much they do it now, but they were more prevalent to like wearing unique patches for a game. Cause I remember seeing the Patriots a couple times because they wanted so many fucking times with Tom Brady. They would wear a Super Bowl celebration patch. So like the first game would be like Super Bowl champions, especially for the first time. You know yeah. what I mean? With yeah. the alternates, bro, on ring night. Or it, not ring night, celebration night. Oh my gosh! Dude. And do they do they get to pick like what days, like what games they wear their alternate jerseys? Yes. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. That would be insane, bro. Because we got the, I mean, we got the whiteout on Monday night football against the Rams. So that's gonna be cold. We also have it against the Jags, which is dope as fuck, dude. Like, like do we do we just play the Jags like every year? Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, well, well, think about it, bro. Because the funny thing was, we were bottom dwellers for the few seasons at the end of the night, you know, twenty tens, and then twenty twenty, you play, you play who you're even with in the AFC, uh, division wise. We were both bottom dwellers. Now okay. we're both top dwellers. So it's like they won, we won. We lost bottom, they lost bottom. So yeah, it's like we saw them every year. Obviously, well, think about this as well. When we sucked. Do they want to put that late into the season when games matter? Fuck no. They put us at the beginning of the season. Like, right. these guys suck. You know, that's how it was. Now we're good. End of the season. So, oh, man, that whiteout against that teal, that's going to be bad, man. Like, of course, you got the week 12 against the bumfuck Steelers. Um, not like beating the shit out of them in some orange jerseys, man. I, I can't wait. Yes, sir, bro. It's going to be lit for sure. I can't wait. We'll definitely hop on here and – and talk some preseason football. Are you watching that game tomorrow? Absolutely. I'm watching every fucking snap, man. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'm posted up down here in South Carolina. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be watching it, though. And, um, yeah, guys, we'll be back with you for a post-game analysis. Can't believe we are getting back to post-game analysis already, bro. Um, and, yeah, man, you know, I'll make sure that we get this podcast up tonight so people can – Take it in and uh, enjoy the fun game tomorrow. Hell yeah, bro. Let's get it. Yes, sir. All right, bro. I'll talk to you. Yes, sir. Peace. All right. Peace out.